Welcome to B-Movie Breakdown, episode number 230. I'm Corey. That's Nick. It's a B-Movie Breakdown. It's a weekly podcast where we find the humor and enjoyment in awesome and awesomely bad films of the past and present, home of the good, the bad, the what the fuck. Each week's movie is always revealed at the very end of every episode, so make sure you stay tuned to the very end of the podcast to find out what our next movie is going to be. That helps so you can uh, maybe watch it ahead of time if you want to. Or, you know, if you've already seen it, you'll be into the next episode. So, uh, yeah, do that. You can listen to every episode everywhere you find podcasts. You can listen to our wrestling podcast as well. All over the goddamn place. Sorry, GD place. Uh, you, can <laughs> you can also follow I was just planning to be quiet to pretend you like can, you were by yourself. Okay, you can, you can yeah. follow us on social media at Breakdown. Um, or search uh, B Podcast or it's our website bmbpodcast.com I'll post Corey's license plate you can follow yeah, me in real life yeah you can follow me in real life you can also email us if you have a submission for a movie you want us to watch or a movie you made and you want us to watch uh, bmbpodcast at gmail.com is the best way to reach us or maybe a DM on Instagram and uh, you can follow our wrestling podcast at Reverse This on social media as well I want you to slide into Corey's DMs slide into those DMs all night long and uh, Jeez, speaking, all of night. All, speaking of all night long, Nick, you got some things going on. As I well. don't know what that means. What kind of transition is that? Because uh, weird and feared. It's like nighttime. It's like creepy. It's a lot of monsters. Like, don't go into the park. A lot of monsters, madness, and mayhem. You should definitely avoid the Illinois Item Canal. Unless you want to interact I with I was them. just over there a couple weeks ago did hanging see, out by did, the dam. Did you have any whiskey? Did you no. see anybody with bare hands? I did not. You didn't see Seamus? No. That's depressing. Just a lot of no, no, there was nobody around. It was during the day on a Friday and there was nobody around. Maybe he scared cold. him away. Maybe, I, I don't know what the ritual is to summon an Irish ghost with bare hands. I mean, it involves whiskey. Probably drink some whiskey and piss into the dam. Piss into the dam. And once your piss hits the dam, like magic happens and then you see out of the middle of the river... With like, with like a rainbow. The... I picture him jumping out of the water like Freddy Krueger. Yeah, like, like in sh- Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah, splash, and yeah. he's got like his claws out. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh shit, do you want to just have whiskey and not kill me, Seamus? And he's like, no, I want to kill you. It's like, wow, Seamus. Anybody named Seamus does not fuck around. That's true. Just like you don't fuck around when you're talking about monsters on that's your true. Uh, absolutely. podcast. That's true, That's absolutely true. But yeah, I do that with me, uh, me and my good friend Zach. You can listen to that at Weird and Feared. Uh, wherever you find your podcasts. Um, yeah, we talk a lot of crazy topics. Um, we may be getting into a certain fan-favorite winged humanoid eventually. Ooh. He takes some preparation, and he could be like, I mean, that could be like a whole month. We'll see how it goes. Right. I mean, even Bigfoot can be like a lot. Like no, I mean, big, we, yeah, we spaced out the big feats. Because, I mean... I've looked up so many things. I had no idea Big Feet anything was just like, oh, it's Bigfoot. People care, but like, oh my God, people care. Yeah. A lot. People love Bigfoot, man. I am growing fond of him, of his species. There probably are some Big Feet I hate. Yeah, I, I haven't you, met them all. You got to watch that Bigfoot movie from A&E from back in the day. I might have to. That I used to rent on. Yeah. Uh, I used to rent it. But that's cool. All the time from the library. So, I mean, I probably should do that, too. Ancient Mysteries. Bigfoot. I just know for sure we're talking about um, Hell on Earth coming up. So Nice. Yeah, it'll be a... Just saying, man. Hell on Earth. Some of it's been here for centuries. Some of it's man-made. What is hell? 
Are you going to have Rob Lowe on your podcast? He was searching for Bigfoot recently. I mean, if I could, I'd just ask him West Wing questions. Oh. I'd be like, oh, you, why'd you leave the show? Because it's going downhill. What are you going to... I mean, he's been on other things. No, nah, I'd just choose West Wing. Oh, well... i just answer him question, ask him questions about Aaron Sorkin. That's your own personal preference. Or I could ask him Orville questions. I'd probably do that. Yeah, he was on there before. He's an important character. He's very pivotal to the character dynamic between a commander and captain. This is true. Uh, so, But uh, it was pheromones. It was pheromones. So was, were they actually cheating? Oh. Uh, muddy those waters. Muddy those waters. Just like this week's... Just like we do here all movie, the time. Just like this week's movie is Muddy in the Waters. How? Of the school at Brendel. Because Rick Latimer is the mud in the water that is Brendel. He's he's mixing things up. He's getting it dirty. That's what Mud does. It mixes things up. Yeah, getting it dirty. He's getting it dirty. I thought he was cleaning out the place. Yeah, but he's got to come in and do his dirty work to make it clean again. That sounds like a hat. Something that would be written out of hat? Yeah, like make it clean again. Do do dirty work to make it clean again? Or just something about... Like a trucker hat? I mean, maybe it's red. I don't know. I prefer it to be a trucker hat. Yeah, and it could be a red trucker hat. That's fine. For idiots to wear. Yeah, with blue writing. All right. And a white background. Red, white, and blue, motherfuckers. But anyways, that has nothing to do with this week's movie. I guess. Because this week's movie, inspired by last week's movie, in which Jim Belushi played a principal, little did we know, same character. Same universe. Same universe. How insane is that? So, wh- listen to us talk about this film based on a highly popular comic book series. Yes, <laughs> highly pop- popular fictional comic book series. So this week we're watching from 1987, The Principal. It's the best of the worst. Witness the uh, the origin story, the genesis, the genesis of a vigilante known as the principal. I was thinking about that as I went upstairs after watching this almost two hour film, two hour masterpiece. We'll use we'll throw that word around like it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> but like, if you if this had been like a previously like a comic book, you could almost like there was boxes that were being checked, like things you had to establish. You know, like why he gets there, or um, his his method, his preferred weapon, like his getup. Like in the comics, he probably would run around more. Maybe maybe he'd do more vigilanting at night. You know, but like as far yeah. as because eventually, Victor's connected to a crime syndicate that has to be dealt with, and of course, those things are going to infiltrate the school again. I almost like to rather have him not do stuff so much at night and just stick to things. During school hours. I mean, he stuck to doing I guess things. After school too, he but. stuck to doing things during the day when he attacked Mrs. Dad. <laughs> he attacked actual gangsters. Those he guys did. know who he is. He did. They saw him, and those guys looked amazing. They did look. They looked slightly out of place for the time period. I don't know where. I feel the, like they were. They should have been in Death Wish. I yeah. And not in 1987, the principal. Right. It's like a decade too late for those guys. <laughs> <laughs> They're just hanging on to that look still. Like Mrs. Dad. Hanging on Absolutely. To that, hanging on to that look. Absolutely. Still. Absolutely. Uh, but it just yeah, it just it felt like it was a comic book come to life. 
But it's like if you didn't know the comic book character was a thing, then you're like, oh, that was based on a book. Oh, it makes so much sense. Right. Like, oh, I get it, because there's that, and then... Yeah. But, no, it's this is... This is, movie is a badass movie. It's uh, I haven't seen it in a long time, and, I mean, obviously there's a reason I own it. It's a good movie. I remember watching this when I was younger. Uh, there were so many of these types of movies. Inner city school, teacher principal comes in, takes over, is usually a badass of sorts. Uh, you have Lean on Me with Morgan Freeman. You have Dangerous Minds with Michelle Pfeiffer. You have The Substitute with Tom Berenger. You have, uh, I mean, Stan delivers a little more serious. You have the parodies of, like, Dolph Lundgren in Detention. They're clearly yeah. just a big out-of-control, like, that movie exists because the good ones exist. Right. And, they and that movie, that move, oh, go ahead. Well, Kindergarten Cop is like we were saying while we are watching it, like the PG version of, Absolutely. like, the school takeover. Uh-huh. Though it has its moments where it's pretty dark. and Because well, it's still an Arnold movie, so you still gotta have that action. Yeah, you still gotta have that action. The, the yeah. beginning and the end of the, that movie is, uh-huh. like, dark, kind of dark. Yeah, it's like... The, the whole they bathroom cut, scene, fight scene in the end. They and, cut an Arnold movie into, like, in half... And then just use the beginning and end, and then made this drama about Arnold. Wouldn't it be funny if you interact with kids? Yeah, yeah, but it's a weird, it's this archetype. Yeah, this badass, you know, takes over the school, inner city school, and because I kept saying like, what genre is this? Well, this is the genre: school teacher, inner city school, yeah, like kind of thing, school drama. School because it is. I mean, I guess it's just a drama, but it's kind of an action movie. Yeah, it kind of is and an action kind of movie a, at times. It gets to be a little horror esque. It's kind of a thriller, yeah. and it has its funny moments because I mean, you have Jim Belushi in there, so you know you're gonna throw some jokes in here. He's a maniac. It's funny that Michael Keaton was actually considered for the 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 role of Rick Latimer. I mean, that could have been cool too. Yeah, at the time he was in these, you know, Batman was about to come out. Though, like the time when he was Batman, people were like very anti him being Batman because they didn't because think... like, like what Mr. Mom's gonna be Batman because he was in comedies because I mean you know there was no internet but the internet was alive and well oh yeah it's for just... sure the internet is only the internet because that's how people are right they they just didn't weren't able to um proliferate those opinions as easily right and yeah you have uh, Jim Belushi as the lead in this movie as Rick Latimer Latimer Tell people about the character of Rick Latimer Rick Latimer uh you know he's a drunk yeah. fuck up Yeah uh you know he pretty much loses his job as a teacher Yeah how does he what happens what what happens how do um, we meet him Well you know he's drunk at a bar which is cool sees his ex-wife with her attorney smooching It's been 2 months It's been 2 months he's clearly upset he thinks you know maybe there was something going on before before the divorce was full finalized with the with the attorney sure and you know he loses it he attacks this man with a baseball bat the baseball bat is is on like a like a rack above and behind the bar he jumps on top of the bar rips it off the wall and this runs after this man in a populated bar and slash then, restaurant. And then outside the bar to his car, smashes up his car, yeah. and also calls him a faggot. <laughs> Just going to throw that out there. No, I, I forgot. I really like this. Because like, I can't like this guy. This is awful. Why was that so excessive? He was... He was very drunk. I'm not going to say it's excusable. It's not. But he had done many shots. He was very drunk. And you clearly... I mean... 
you learn quickly he is not like he goes a, on benders. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. He's a describe his house. Oh, his apartment was uh, I you mean, know, very desolate. Slept in the living room. He did. He uh, had no milk in his refrigerator for his possibly protein powder. Or possibly just chocolate milk just, powder. Just Ovaltine. Ovaltine. Brought to you by Ovaltine. Something, whatever, yeah, Ovaltine. Yeah. You know, mixed his Ovaltine with beer, with Coca-Cola. Yeah, that was the first try. That might be all right. The co- yeah, the Coca-Cola it's, might be okay. It's just, you know, protein shaking all that sugar and corn syrup. Maybe you just, I don't know what you're doing here. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, the beer, he didn't enjoy himself. No. Uh, so, you know, he loses, his, about to lose his job as a teacher because he's such a, you know, recluse, just didn't, out of control guy. Didn't his wife even say, like, his dad saved him? Or was there not, did he say something about his something dad? along those lines. I think I remember vaguely. So was his dad in the board? Yeah, I don't was know. Was his dad the guy who assigns him there? I don't think it was dad. That was his dad. But I didn't think so either, but after she said yeah, it, I started so to think. He basically gets assigned the job of being principal at this rundown school, Brendel. And, you know, it's where they they send the criminal students and other students who've been expelled from other places basically get sent to this school. Maybe, like, don't have a school like that. There's always a... And it's funny, because, like, not even just in these movies, but it's, like, inner-city school types, there's a movie called Class of 1984. All right. And it's, like, this, like, punks kind of take over a school thing but it's like that it's like all the bad like and then then there's a sequel to it called the class of 1999 where like the teachers are cyborgs and they start killing the students how's it a sequel uh because it's class of class of blank i don't know i think 84 might have to do with some cyborg stuff too Um. i've never seen 84 but i've seen class of 1999 and uh that is also the same thing like they send the bad kids to these specific schools in the future. It's like, why? Why do they, why, who's learning here? No one never, no one's ever learning. It's always one of the biggest problems. The teachers don't want to teach. Maybe that's why you need cyborg teachers to teach at these schools because you can't. I mean, that would be great. So that's how con- you solve. They're, they're so out of control. But this is almost feeds into that thing of where people felt like the world was ending in 1997. Like this was the youth. And it leads to that yeah. future, and everything goes to shit. There's individual students that, well, he goes to the school, and then he starts to try and, like you would expect, he tries to uh, change course. Yeah, you know, steer they, the ship. They always try to do that. Change he the. Has, he has a press, a press conference. What an asshole. He has a school assembly where he declares no more. No more. That's his operating edict. So, by the way, class of 1984 is similar to this whereas a new teacher in a troubled inner city school ends up clashing with the delinquent leader of a punk posse that runs a school and is a cyborg no that um, one has nothing to do with cyborgs why class of 1999 just because they skipped all the shitty sequels in between and went straight to the real bad yeah real bad it's just idea. like here we go we're just gonna do class of nine it's like a loose sequel um but yeah, it's class of robot teachers have been secretly placed, secretly placed in the schools where the students have run riot. Cool. And then, but then some of the students start going too far, and then the teachers are like programmed to kill, so the students get suspicious, and then like that kind of brings the students together. There was actually a pair. I didn't know this was a thing. There's a sequel called Class of 1999 Two: The Substitute. 
That's interesting. I've never seen that. I've seen the Class of 1999, though. And that's loosely connected to Class of 1984? Yeah. So there's like a trilogy. That's just like basically like, oh, all these schools, they just kept getting out of hand, more out of hand, so then they had to segregate them into these like territory. It's almost like, think of like Escape oh from New York, God. where there's like different sections. But schools. But it's schools for oh all the bad God. kids. So, yeah, that's what's going on there in Class of 1999. I don't know about 1999 too, but, um, anyways, besides the point, you know, yeah, you like you were saying before, uh, Rick comes in and he's going to change everything. No more. No more. That's his policy. That's his whole deal. But there's one thing standing in his way. Who? Or what? uh, The leader, basically, of the school. Who's that? What's his name? Victor Duncan. Oh, Duncan. Victor Duncan. Uh, you know OVD. You, OVD. You know, there's something interesting about uh, Rick Latimer. Ricky is yeah. what sometimes Ricky. called. Yeah. Uh, and Victor, the two actors, James Belushi and Michael Wright, were uh, less than two years apart in age. And he's playing a... Oh, my God. Belushi born in 54, Wright in 56. And he's playing a high school student or at least like best case scenario he's like like 20 21 yeah like he's been there too long right but he's still in the school or he hangs out in the school he's definitely supposed to be somebody under the age of 25 yes if i push it yes and he is was 30 something how old was jim belushi when that happened was about it was jim belushi was 33 when this movie was made one year older than Jim Belushi when he made this film. Where's yours? Where's your principal movie? I don't know. There could be a story coming. Where, where's your principal franchise? If I just took a comic book and made it like this, would I get sued? No, because this story's been... like we, we I just named like six other movies where this is the plot. Yeah, but I want him to have a bike that says El Principal on it. Well, put... I gotta change his name? No. To El Directory of Escuelas. <laughs> yes. I butchered. That wasn't what it said. Yeah, close cool. enough. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could ju- yeah. you could probably do the principal comic, and I don't think anybody would give a fuck. Because everything about it... Columbia TriStar Pictures are not coming after you. I have to change his... I mean, Rookie, what would his name be? What's a cool... Rookie's a cool name. I like that name. Dick Latmer. That's offensive. As a man who has Richard as a middle name. No, it's got to be Dick Latmer. It's like Dick's over. Like Dick Cheney owns Dick now and it's perfect. That's where, like the Hitler stash can go to die. The name Dick. Like if you're named Dick in the past, you get to keep it. You're grandfathered in. Anybody who was born now, like his name's Dick. Like don't do that to the child. Yeah, what about like Not Richard anymore. Nixon though? That was like. Oh, another good Dick. I'm just saying though, wasn't it already? Kind of tainted from that. The Dick Cheney didn't make sure. Yeah, what about Dick Grayson, though? He's a good guy. Grandfathered in. He was born way before them. He's an eternal being. <laughs> he gets to keep it. So d- he can still So I can't. Dick my Dick point is, I can't name a character Dick now because it, it, it's done. It's over. You know, there's still characters named Dick that are fine. New characters that are invented yes. every day? What's the newest? I mean, you still have Robin exix- existing in... Again, what did I say? TV shows. What did I say? Grandfathered in. I know, I know. There's there's, there's so characters a, named Dick that are... Yeah, name a new character named Dick within the past five years. Uh, 
I think I think everybody gets the message. It's definitely happened in a movie where there's I think a character everybody's dick. got the message. I was gonna say Third Rock from the Sun, but that's not in the past five years. No, it's not. Again, grandfathered in. That was that was before the Bush administration. What? Grandfathered in. That's allowed. But if someone in the year 2020 is like this character's name, Dick Johnson. No, he's not. That's a porn name, anyways. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's default. just one straight there. Yeah, right. I think mm. it's too obvious of a porn name. It's yeah, it's a parody porn name. Yeah, that's just mm. you're you're just being silly. Yeah, but I mean, like something where you can be like a Ricky, like the equivalent. Yeah, you could just name him Ricky. He doesn't he have to have a last name. He can't be Nikki. It's too self indulgent. Yeah, but you could just be Ricky and not have a last name. No, but like Principal Latimer. Like you could you could just have the name. Just I was, e- <laughs> just send an email to Columbia TriStar. They won't give a shit. None will be watching. Dude, me. I've been to Comic Cons before, seeing comics people are making. I know, I know. That are just like they're printing them. I know. Somebody is. I know. No, you go. You can just pay to get anything. Even on, you can go to the comic book store and see like IDW or or Aftershock Comics or some you know newer comic sure. company is doing like a uh uh like a comic based on some property and it's like how do they get the license for this? They probably like, but they probably got the license though. Right, but they probably didn't have to go through many it's like it's like properties where you know that they didn't have to go through many hoops and probably didn't have to pay m- much money. You know if I start making a comic, Jim Belushi's gonna know what I'm up with the principal. <laughs> Hit him up on Twitter and see like Jake hey, Jim. Can I make a comic book based off of Rick Latimer, a character which you portrayed twice? Two times. Two times. Because There's in, already a shared universe. In last week's movie, we mentioned that Jim Belushi was a principal in it. It's what spawned this whole fucking we episode. We did not realize... We would never have imagined. We did not realize that the character's name was the same. It's the same character. And he does act the same. He's like... I he's almost, like a he's like a weird like why is he a weird quirky principal? Because he's this guy. I I almost wish though that that movie came first, and somebody saw that movie and him in gave that him little a, role gave him a and backstory. gave him a whole movie. I mean that would be cool. No, that's not even that. Abraxas is the backstory, right? Because he's at like the regular school, but he wouldn't have been a principal. No, he then. wouldn't he have been, been a principal. Maybe he, he went back teacher. to being a teacher because he was teaching like high school kids and I feel not like oogling at the. I feel like <laughs> remember that, that part. You don't want to remember him dropping that f bomb, and you, now you got to remember him like looking up a girl's skirt who is in high, high school. school student. She could have been eighteen. The fuck. Not saying that's a good thing. I'm just saying I don't know. I mean, what the fuck? Not he's not good. He's not a good person. He but was you, drunk the, all the time, especially then before he got the principal job. Yeah, he that, was drinking so heavily. Yeah, that role in Abraxas is after he's turned his shit around a little bit. That's there's no way. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way. They're not letting him be a principal of an elementary school. No. I'm surprised ever, even after the events of this movie, he's I mean, beating up students. In this movie, all he does is beat up Victor. Like, the school doesn't get cleaned up. I figured we'd picture, he, by the end of the movie, he'd be having kids, like, scrubbing the walls. They'd be painting it. And the school would... That's the whole second movie. This is just getting... You gotta get Victor out of here first. Yeah, he, he was turning some lives around. He's getting people the on next, board. The next movie would start showing the progress. It would start with the school fixed up. And then it would start to go to shit again because there'd be bad stuff happening. Yeah. Whatever bad stuff Well, means. I mean, you already saw... Whether the- it's a, a hunter-killer from space named Abraxas who sh- or Secundus... You already saw the people outside the school, though, fighting, because, like, now they got this rift. Power vacuum. Because you have the the factions splitting, the, uh, you know, the Victorites, 
and the Victorites. Oh my God, the Victorites. And then any other gangs that were going on, you know, and uh, you know they are still pissed at each other. So you're not, you're not solving anything other than like the leadership. You cut the head off, cut the head off the dragon. You did. But now you got to deal with the, you know, the underlings. Mrs. Dad has to find somebody to fill that void. This is a principal who attacked the legitimate gang members with a baseball bat in broad daylight. And unfortunately, some of those gang members had to pay the price. They did. Jojo, he got shot in the head for not wanting to kill the principal. Yeah, uh, Principal Latimer uh, makes a few, he makes a good inroads with, uh, I mean, Jojo's, he makes huge inroads, because Jojo's just like, man, I don't want to go to jail for life for you. And that's his, but Emil, uh, the other kid, was that, what was that kid's name? Arturo. Yeah. He, he couldn't read. Couldn't read, but Emil, that guy got thrown, I'm assuming, off the roof of a another part of the school. Yeah. Through Oh, like a uh, skylight. Skylight. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking yeah. for. Skylight by his feet. Like he was had a rope wrapped around his feet, smashed I through. Mean, I thought he was dead. I, like who knows what the and they probably beat him up beforehand uh-huh. to get him into the position to tie his feet. His condition in the hospital, if he lived, matched what I thought he went. Like how bad he was beat yes. up. Like oh you okay? That's... I'm surprised he wasn't dead. I know he. He was, he was tubes in his nose. All because he wanted to learn, and what? he interacted with the principal. He was doing weird high-five shit. And Victor saw the high-fives. Then again, but I mean, Principal uh, Latimer, Ricky, I mean, Ricky's friends, like, they got these weird hand gestures. I mean, when's the, okay, next time we go to the bar, when's the, anybody, write me an email, write us an email. When's the last time you get drunk with your friends at a bar and played paper, rock, scissors? I just want to know. There were people legitimately doing that in a bar they, in this movie. They look like they were having lots of fun doing <laughs> shots. <laughs> oh, the loser probably did the shot. It's probably a drinking Possibly. game. They made rock, paper, scissors a drinking game in a... That's such an expensive game. I think at that bar, though, everybody was doing shots. I think so, Because the shots were flowing. I think so, There were too. just shot glasses lined up on the bar constantly. Right. So maybe the loser did a shot, but the winner probably didn't win. Yeah, oh, rock, oh, I, well, they both just cheer and do shots. Yeah. You do oh, yours first because you lost. Yeah. Okay, I'll do mine. I won, so I'll do two. What? <laughs> Doubles. Oh, my God. Doubles if you win. <laughs> yeah, that's your... Exactly. Oh, my God. What? Are, that's a that's an amazing drinking game. No matter what happens, everybody drinks, but somebody on either side of the spectrum really has to drink more. I really don't know Ricky's like uh, drink of choice other than Coors, regular Coors. He wasn't buying them a lot, though. No, but he had it. He did have it. So I, I assume that that was one thing he enjoyed. But as far as booze goes, I mean, he, they never really showed. I think I, I assume he's like a whiskey bourbon guy, right? Yeah. Wouldn't you think? I don't know what he was doing shots of. Rumblemans? I mean, those shots <laughs> Those shots look clear, though, didn't they? They did. That's so, what I'm saying. Uh, Rumblemans, maybe. You're not doing shots of vodka. Nobody does that. Tequila? Well, Alcoholics do shots of, tequila, of vodka, I guess. Yeah. So he was an alcoholic. Or it could have been like it could have been tequila, like I guess. Clear whiskey. Those uh, exist. Uh yeah, rum. Yeah. You could do clear rums. Yeah, so, rum could be rum. So yeah, I'm not really sure what his what his poison was, but he definitely he definitely he enjoyed his poison. He definitely enjoyed the booze. He was definitely poisoned multiple times throughout this movie, including the one time after uh, that dude Emil was smashed through a window. He went on a huge bender after that happened too. Oh man! Just I imagine this character like a Marvel Knights. 
Like he's right. Like, he, he's he's he has trouble with the gang, so he has to go to the police. He hangs and then he goes like yeah, Misty Knight. He hangs he hangs out with uh, Frank Castle sometimes. <sighs> I was thinking just more like upper. Like yeah, I mean, and, they, there, and there is a Punisher connection. Lou Gossett Jr. is in this film, and he's also in the Punisher with Dolph Lundgren. He's also given a name. Screwdriver. We, and you get his whole backstory in a little quick monologue. Yeah, he was uh, went to that school. Uh-huh. He got a scholarship. Got a scholarship Fo- for football. football. He played for the New York Titans, yeah. which was an old team that was in the um, AFL, which was when it was the American Football League. Yeah. Uh, and then they, I think that team became the Jets. Interesting. And uh, when, when they merged. Yes. And to one uh, league, yeah, which is always weird when those like kind of mergers happen in, in older sports you heard about because there was the NFL, yes, and then there was the AFL, yes, and then it just became the, the NFL. The NFL took over. Like one of them, like just they just stuck with like oh that that name like is better. We like National Football League better than American Football League. Which imagine that coin toss because like ah oh, but this one is American but national. But you still have the the AFC NFC right. Yeah, the conferences, right? Yeah. So it's still there. American football, American conference, and national. Because that was it, right? Yeah. They, they, they merged, but then, so then the conference. But then they kept the conference. But the overall, but they overall, instead of making a new name. Yeah. This is weird. They, it couldn't have been the National American Football League? No. NAFL? No. That isn't, or anful. There's no N. Yeah, American National Football League. Oh, shit, you're right. There's totally But then that sounds like American Nationalists. I don't know. Oh, (laughs) yeah, boo. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, kneel for the anthem in that league. Oh, my God. Get those fans out of this stadium. Buzz cuts only. Yeah. His nickname was Screwdriver. Yes, but So his his teammate has an... He's like... His his partner has a name. Yes, so Lou Gossett Jr. played a character named Jake who was a... uh, who was the head of security at Brendel High School? He was, and so yeah, he had the nickname Screwdriver because his last name Phillips, like a screwdriver. It's so cool! It's a comic book thing, a hundred percent. Yeah, it really is. He he he, and he, in, in in like in just like in a comic comic book movie, when you have side characters that are that are important. You get moments like that where they explain a, exactly. a good chunk of their like, backstory. Like, what I was trying to address later, it's like, well, they got to do so much in just an hour, and maybe there's been, like, a bunch of issues they've been going on. There's little boxes to check, and that's, well, we got to have Screwdriver in there. <laughs> get him in there. Yeah, you got you to have Screwdriver. Why not? It's amazing. I mean, it's just... <sighs> yeah, and it had so many different arcs. And I just look at how um in, um, in Luke Cage... Like, let's say, like, Piranha. Well, then you have, like, White Zack. So who knows what he did in the comics. But in this movie, he's just a uh, school rapist. Right. He tries... I mean, he even had, like, a supervillain get-up on. With his, like... When he was Rape Man? His fucking rape gear. Yeah, fucking Rape Man. White Zack. In the comics, he could have been some fucking, like, Nazi guy who works with the gangs. Yeah. White Zack even sounds like a comic book character name. It's a comic book character name. But then... And then sometimes he's Rape Man. (sighs) Like, that could, like, who yeah. knows how colorful his Rape Man's comic book outfit would have looked, but this is, like, the modern rendition yeah, of Yeah, he had, like, leather his, gloves. He has, he has rape gloves. Like, his, his, bon- rape mask. his bondage mask on. Luchador bondage it mask. It was just a I don't know what it was. Mask. Was it just a ski yeah, mask? It, was it, was like, a, it looked like leather to me. No, it was a ski mask. Both people had ski masks on. The person scaring uh, her, because of what he, what, yeah, what Zach does, 
Radon Chong is in this movie. Uh, she's in a ton of movies in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite movies, Commando, yeah, she's in. It's true. So, uh, I mean, who doesn't love fuck Commando? I don't know. Communists. I guess communists <laughs> don't love Commando. Uh, but I love Commando, and she's great in that. And she's in tons of movies in the in the 80s. And actually... Go on. I we have some suggested we have some movies people sent us that we need to watch for the next couple episodes. Sure. But so we can you know we've been connecting the movies. We have. I could have connected Radon Chong to a movie we've mentioned about watching. What would that have been? Do you want to give it away or can I can, we, just... we can we can come back to it in a few episodes. Yeah, let's but, just say it. Uh, well... But Soul Man. She's in Soul Man. Oh no. Do we have to watch Soul Man? <laughs> I don't want that connection. She as she is in Soul Man. I mean, she's in a lot of other movies too, sure. but I were, I know she's in she's in Soul Man. That was during that time of Commando. She because she's on a roll. Commando, Color Purple, The Principal. I mean, Soul Man. She was in the Color Purple. Yeah, and then she was in Soul Man. Those are uh, those are those movies like. Kind of like opposite ends of the spectrum. I don't, I don't know. For... I don't know who greenlit Soul Man. <laughs> I don't. I don't think anybody who greenlit Soul Man was behind was involved with the color purple. I would also think not because I mean, again, opposite ends of the spectrum there, uh, as far as movies go. But uh, yeah, I want. I, I, I'm just noticing on her IMDb page, she's still very much, uh, you know, in acting and things like that so that's pretty sweet i just obviously she's not like a major player in uh in movies anymore but she was definitely in the 80s but she's a teacher at the school she is and white zach she makes fun of him because white zach's talking shit so yeah. i guess it really hurt his feelings yeah yeah it really did because he got kind of like and like ran out of the room right and, uh, so he ends up to uh, try to attempt to rape her. Yeah, he tries to rape One her. One mistake he has, though, is he throws a stool out the window, assuming nobody would... Did he do that or did she do that? I thought she he, did. Well, you know, actually, he pushes her, and I think the stool goes, like, flying Because she was, like, swinging it at him, defending herself, I thought. Yeah, and he, like, takes it, though, from her and, like, kind of, like, There's throws, a throws it out of the way. Yeah. So... Obviously, Rick hears it along with the... Uh, yeah, but how does Rick go to save her? How well, does he get to... Rick goes to save her by driving his motorcycle through the entire school, oh my God. up the stairs... Oh, my God. It's amazing. And busting through the door of the oh room my where, God. where she's at, uh, almost about to be raped. He was, like, seconds away. He was. A, he, he was. It was, like, right... So before we did, it's not like some of the other movies, barbarian movies and things we watched where it had like full on rape scenes. Yeah, this I don't, was an almost rape scene. I was going I was trying to ask you why you like rape movies so much. I definitely don't. I don't I mean I And you know what's funny man. is when I first saw her in this movie we're watching it, I was thinking like, is this a, is she in the in this movie does she get raped? I was trying to think of was it this movie or was it uh, Lean on Me where there's a character similar to hers? And there could be in that movie too. Uh, I'm not. I don't fully remember, uh, but it right. kind of blend those kinds of movies together a little bit. But I was unfortunately right about that in this. That I mean, she gets the fuck beat out of her. She does get. She gets beat up so bad. Uh, not as it's, bad. Not as bad as Emil, and no. not as bad as Rick does. Yeah, because what happens to Rick earlier on? Right. Because at one point, Rick 
he gets a towel over his head and punched in the fucking head so much. He gets the fuck beat out of him he with does. a towel over his he head. He does. In the school. In the school. And he is basically set up by a student. Yes, she needs to be uh, talked about. A student that... Sh- uh, student he, standout. He tries to help her. Treat her or something? Uh, because she decides she's going to quit school, drop yes. out. Yeah. Uh, Trina is her name. There we go. And not to be confused with Trini from the uh, Power Rangers. All right. Everybody's making that uh, mistake. (laughs) So. uh, Yeah, everybody's making that mistake. (laughs) That's just your brain trying not to say Trini. So, yeah, he goes to help her. You know, he finds out she has like a kid. And and man, her kid is like at least like three years old. So she had that kid when she was like 14 or something. Or 14, 15, I guess, because she's almost about ready to graduate high school. And, uh, you know, but then Victor obviously, you know, throws some money her way to set this up so so that. Uh, yeah, she t- well, she also tells the prince tells yeah the principal. That she has a better job. I don't know what the better job was. Yeah, I'm assuming it might have been some sort of prostitution. I mean, I don't know. It but wasn't. she was selling drugs in the bathroom for him, so right. maybe it was just more drug selling. I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it, too. Uh, that character, though, Trina, she is... Well, I was... Uh, what I immediately recognized her from uh, two things, one of them being Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. She plays the character Yvonne. Sure. Uh, she dies in the movie. Sad. Like many characters do in Nightmare on Elm Street, but she does die in that movie. And then I rem- uh, recognized her almost immediately from another movie called Summer School. It's uh, it's another 80s movie. School. Yeah. She's in these school movies. This one, not so much. It's about uh, Mark Harmon, who we've... Uh, I'm pretty sure we've watched a movie with Mark Harmon before. You know, he's on... What's he on right now? What's that show? What? NCIS, yeah, he's on NCIS with your uh, cyber goth girl. That you like Why so is she? What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't. Abby's not one of my favorite characters. All right, is that her character name? I'm pretty sure. Well, anyway, she's cyber goth girl. I, I mean, I, I only get to see the ends of that. Show. I'm pretty sure she's I like. Only get to see the. End. I think she's left the show. I think she's not on anymore. I don't think she is, but I only get to see the end. The, Me before too. Wrestling. And the last it, like two second, two minutes. And the last two seconds invalidates probably that whole show because I'm like, it's always it like always ends dramatic. in like a freeze frame into black and white. And I'm it like, almost seems like somebody died or something. I'm like, I did notice that Jason Stackhouse from True Blood was on the recent one they were showing at oh, USA at the end before Monday Night Raw. That's cool. I was like, hey, that's Jason Stackhouse from True Blood. Anyways, that's who that was. It was absolutely him. <laughs> he was in a military outfit. It was absolutely him. I knew that. I was like, who is that guy? And then I just watched wrestling and didn't think about it again until yeah. this moment. Ah, oh, fucking Jason. St- I should really finish True Blood someday just to get it done. Yeah, I gave up after two seasons, I think. I was like, nope. I didn't, I was never nope. I was just it, like, well, it, I stopped once, watching. Once the show gained like fandom and to where the show became like self-aware of itself. You know, it was always like silly and I appreciated the B-movie-ish. Sure. I loved that aspect sure. of it. How like... But then it was like, well, now it's like almost they, almost like they're like Deadpool. It kind of like it became I so feel, self-aware oh man, to where I, I was like, no, now you're just giving in to like the fandom of it. Like you could just keep doing what you were. And man, I, I feel and I, know, I feel like that wouldn't. Oh, go ahead. I we have a mutual friend who was very upset by the finale of it. 
So I don't know what happened at the end, but I know people were. Sure. I know. I just gave up on the show. So I feel like that would make me like it more because then it's just like we're into it. Yeah, that's right. This is fucking about vampires and they're living amongst us. Yeah. And they drink true blood. Yeah, they do. Instead of human beings. Karen from uh, Absolutely. Karen Page from uh, Daredevil. Glorious. Was, uh, that's where her big start was that show. And it's she's a phenomenal vampire. She had a whole thing with yeah. Bill. and Yeah. It was the first season, right? Yeah, because she gets turned, and it's pretty dramatic. She's this innocent girl, and then it... She's a wild child. Fucking vampires. Uh, but anyways, back to what I was saying. She's uh, Bill's kid. Bill well, Cyrus her. One one thing that we should watch for the show is definitely Summer School, where we're saying that Trina, she's in. The Mark Harmon, he's like he's like a fuck-up teacher kind of guy, yeah. and he gets put into, like, you're going to... Like, he... Like, keep your job. You got to teach Summer School. Of course. And it's like a bunch of delinquents... And basically, he helps them, like, figure out their lives and, like, pass this test. Oh, my God. And, like, he's got, like, two kids in his class that are, like, horror movie buffs. One na- One's name is Chainsaw, nickname, and they love horror movies. And then there's, like, one girl who's pregnant. And then there's, like, another girl who he's, like, kind of s- was possibly seeing at some point. It, that's a weird part. But Kirstie Alley's in it, and then, like, they end up together. And uh, Yeah, it's cool. This movie just had a bunch of, like, just kids. They're just kids. Yeah. Like, there wasn't, you know, like, there. I mean, clearly, Trini had, like, a kid. So that was, like, that's, like, a Trina. thing. You said Trini. Oh, man, you put it in my fucking head. Putting Power Rangers in my head. I don't appreciate that. The other ones are just kids. There wasn't, like, these raging stereotypes. Right. And, uh, you know, whenever I think of Trini from why is this, Power Rangers... Why is this a seg... seg why is this... I just diversion. had to mention I was going to call you Mr. Mr. Tickle Sneezer. Why? Because that was an episode uh, in which Trini brings this doll that was originally owned by her mother. Um, and the doll is named Mr. Tickle Sneezer. And it comes to life via Rita Repulsa. And he's the dumbest looking bad guy that they've ever had. He's like this like elf troll... You brought thing. the podcast to a screeching halt <laughs> for Mr. Mr. Tickle Sneezer. And it's also one of the worst names because he looks like a troll, like you're a troll doll from the 90s. And that's what he looks like when he's giant. Yeah, because they... Just Google Mr. Tickle Sneezer. Yeah, because they probably, they made this shit up. And then when he gets big, that was already a, you know... A Sentai villain, so they're just like, "Oh, this is now he's Mr. Tickle." Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They obviously, yeah. Like they do anything from the Sentai. So they just made, but they just made up why. Who knows if that's what his real origin is in Japan? Oh yeah, sure it's not. It probably has nothing to do. Goddamn. Yeah, because Mr. Tickle Sneezer. (laughs) Mr. Tickle Sneezer. Fuck you. He collects objects and puts them in his bottle, and uh, also R.I.P. Trini. And uh, yeah, bring it real. Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck, man? We're not even talking about this. Back to not Power Rangers. Uh, yeah, a different a different hero. A different hero. Well, the El Principal. Did we talk about what happened to his motorcycle? Well, I was gonna mention that Trina. Her story kind of. Well, he doesn't turn around the whole school. He turns around a number of students. He does. Her being, uh, one of the biggest turnarounds. I mean, Emil kind of was. He but was. He kind of was already on the outs. He was already kind of like. Well, he trying to get away from the gang. He refused. Victor wanted to kill somebody, and he says like, "No." Yeah. It's like all these guys will do anything for Victor, but when he's like, "Kill him," they're like, "I'm not gonna kill somebody for you." Right. What? Why are we? Kill it, you. Why are we taking it to this level? Yeah. What? Uh, but she, her, she is like a true success story for him, to where she does come back to school. She does to finish. She had three months left. 
I mean, just you know, if I was, it was like if it, she was like a sophomore, even when I was, and in you're school, dropping out. It was I, like so weird. Like you, you're, we're almost done. Get out of here. Just, just show up every day. You can get a D and pass. Just show up. <coughs> right. Right. Uh, it's some. It's hard for some people to just show up. That's true in all areas of life, I suppose. <laughs> so, but yeah, she does have a true like turnaround story, which is which is nice. That that character. She comes back at the end. She's in school again. She's gonna finish it out, you know. So that was good to good to see, good to see. Yeah. No, I mean I don't know what else. I just think the principal's awesome. Go Real ahead. quick, you were mentioning Luke Cage before. I just wanted to mention that the <sighs> car- guy, the kid who played Arturo. Yeah. He is uh, in. He was on Luke Cage. Who would he play? He played Domingo Colon. I don't remember that character. Me neither. But he was also on Sons of Anarchy as Montez. Oh. One of the... Was he a... He's in 15 episodes. I assume he was probably one of the... uh, Mayans? Mayans. Probably. Yes. I mean, the show is pretty segregated with its gangs. Yeah. There's that Mayans show, too, but he's not on that. Anyways. That character was already kind of turning his whole thing around he's the character that i mentioned what about the kids who already went to this school and then all these criminals and stuff just were like it's like australia that's totally him (laughs) that's totally him but also if he's been there all this time he can't read and he's in high school yeah so when did he show making it when did he show up to like is is he a new student he'd have he'd have to be then but his attitude was like he's just been this nice guy doing his book learning yeah i don't know i don't know either yeah, he's just reading his little kids' books. See the dog run. Emil made fun of him, but he didn't mean it. No, he, he just thought it was funny. I mean, he's just trying to be tough, like right to the to the guy who's like he's supposed to, like you know, right. it's like the role he's supposed to do it. But uh, Victor and Ricky, I mean, they eventually come to blows. Yeah, I mean, it's the whole movie's just the it's Victor versus Ricky. I wish Victor had a cool name like White Zach. Black Victor. <laughs> I mean, I not that. That wouldn't be my first choice. I would choose something else. Blichter. Sounds like a reindeer's name. Wow. When's your next? What? Who you open for next? When's your next? When's your next set, dude? Uh, I only work around Christmas time when I make reindeer jokes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. About the movie Principal. With Jim Belushi. It's a very niche market you got going here. It is. <clears throat> I try. Oh my I god. My Do best. you? Is yeah. that what this is? This is yeah. trying? Yeah, it's me trying. Oh, cool. Uh, so, aside from me trying my best. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, beyond that. That insignificant topic. That in, in It's very in, insignificant. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it is the Victor versus uh, Ricky show. And, you know, it culminates... Vic versus Rick. In a in a fight. They have a fight. Uh, you know, Victor obviously keeps trying to, like, almost, like, essentially cheat by using a gun. And, uh, you know... He's but, got his gang members in there, too. But, uh, you know, it comes down to a one-on-one fight, and we all know who wins. Yep. It's Ricky. He kicks his ass. Yeah. JoJo loses. Jojo gets shot in the head, as yes. we mentioned. Yes. And this is the point where he gets shot in the head, though. 
It's a climax. Yes. And, you know, uh, also who's kicking ass is Screwdriver on the side, taking care of the side gang members. Hell yeah. He kills someone. That kid probably dies. White Zack? No, the uh, the other, like, not White Zack, the other guy that he was fighting in the stairwell. Oh, yeah, he threw he him threw off the off stairwell. He threw him off the balcony, and he makes it look like he just murdered someone. Yeah, he, he fell in a very silly way. It was like, why did it have to be so silly? It was just like, whoa. What's... It was like almost a gymnastics jump, and even it had, like, a gymnastics-esque tank I mean, top on. I imagine if somebody falls off a building and, in, like, falls off a balcony in real life, like, it's not, it's just like, whoa. Well, he, he, he doesn't have to die. He can break a leg or something. I mean, Emil lived, so you never know. Right, I'm assuming that guy lived. And same thing with White Zack. He just got his head smashed through a window. He could live through that. You could, but like the glass is like in his like torso. Like, he, like he's over. It's a glass window. Yeah. It's old school. Clearly, it's actual glass. Yeah. Screwdriver. He's all cut up. Uh, Lou Gossett Jr. was badass. As he was. He's amazing. I can't imagine what his costume looked like in the comics. <laughs> it was probably kind of close to like his black hat. Probably like something in, like some black in the comics in this fictional comics. Uh huh. I'm imagining how it would look. How it would have looked. Saying, I'm doing the I'm doing the reverse like I'm I'm undoing the cinema filter. To how would it have been in the comics? Like what would it have looked like? Yeah, what would the principle look like? Because this was made in a time before like they just went full on in with all the comic stuff. Unless you're like Superman, that's basically it. Right. Like you're just all men in tights. Because the principles, Victor destroys um, Ricky's motorcycle. And it gets rebuilt and rebranded with El Principal on it. And he has cool graphics on his gas tank and his helmet. So he gets, like, part of his costume. I mean, that's... Yeah, the rest of his costume is just, I am I wear a leather jacket and a shirt and tie. Which is amazing. With a biker helmet? Yeah. You know he'd be, like, in the comics, he'd have the helmet on as he whipped ass. Yeah, or he would use the helmet. Yeah, to crack it against somebody's fucking head. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's an, it's an amazing origin story. I, I it is an origin story. I definitely highly recommend anybody who's never seen, or if you feel like, oh, I've seen all these, you know, school uh, type movies like Lean on Me and Dangerous Minds and stuff. I think this is a is a one is a good one. I think it's, uh, I think it's up there. I've never really I remember seeing the one of the I think the original substitute, but I I I like to see some more of those to see how absurd they get because I know they replaced the main actor and then. He's still an ex-mercenary, so you have that like military background to it. Which I'm glad this movie which, doesn't which have. Which takes it up to where I'm sure he's using guns and things like that. I like I like divorcee alcoholic maniac. And to show you how well thought out this film is, in the beginning at the press conference, I keep calling it a press conference. That's so silly to me. An assembly. The assembly. The odd. The 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 spectacle of when he he assembled everybody. He says no more. And as he's beating up Victor, Victor tells him no more. And he's like, that's right, no more. Pushes him outside of the school where everyone, because Victor said he was going to kill him this day. So the whole school is watching to see how this plays out. Because, right. I mean, if somebody said they're going to come to school and kill your principal in, like, some kind of brawl, like, well, I'm going to stick around and see what happens here. And my cartoons can wait. I want to see what happens here. He throws him out of the school and says no more. And it's like his catchphrase is amazing. It's like with great power comes great responsibility. Right. Like no more is like his thing. Yeah. It's like a thing he'd say to like, you know, he'd say to people, anybody in the comics you that, even, that totally don't exist. Like, you, that can no even more. be the name of the one of the comic series, the principal. Yeah. No colon, more. No more. Yeah. And it would be probably on a few things. And then at the end of the movie, they ask him, who do you think you are? And Arturo says, 
I mean, he's, what was his exact lines? I mean, he says, like, he's the principal. Yeah. Then he's like, yeah, I'm the principal. Yeah. It's an origin story for this character that goes off to guest star in Abraxas, Guardian of the Universe, or whatever the fuck that was called. Yeah, you got it right. Very bizarre. Yeah, very, very bizarre. It's just as bizarre as those other fucking movies with those, the, the, um, the, the, the generic mobsters, the connection between, like, prehistoric and that one movie. Oh, yeah. Um, they play major roles in both more than he plays in the Braxis, but it's the same thing. Pre-Hysteria and Remote. Just two movies connected by these characters, two different plots. There's dinosaurs that exist in this movie. Right. They just have a different boss. It's very... Yeah, very weird. If, if somehow these these two groups of movies link together, oh, I don't know what that would do. I think it would uh, make the world explode. But I'm just telling you, man, the principle... It's great. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. I mean, it's. I'm gonna make a work of art go to inspired Sca- go by to the principal stories and look out for the uh, the upcoming series of the principal. <laughs> I mean, right? Right. I mean, well, absolutely. one thing I'm looking forward to is uh, a new movie from a friend of the show, Zach Carter, who had previously provided us with the Unquenchable Thirst for Boner Juice, uh, a movie that we we enjoyed. On this show. I mean, we did. That's true. It was a fun it was movie. Enjoyed. And he has a new movie. Uh, it looks like it's a collaboration with a few other people. So he, they, he only did one segment of the movie. It, lo- it looked, I think it's, oh, right. it's a, a, yeah. an anthology. Sure. So he did one segment of the film. And the movie's called Spunk's Not Dead. It uh, says, A new drug is taking over the streets, coating them in blood, vomit, and other less savory fluids. Six eye-opening stories in this anthology reveal the truth behind this new white menace. Go watch the thing about a white menace. A drug, a new drug. Spunk's not dead. Well, like a sexual thing. I uh, possibly it did say. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't think this. Other movie, less savory fluids. I don't think this movie would his even his short would be anything sexual based off of the content of bone. Uh, oh yeah, nothing at all. No, it's probably there weren't singing penises in that movie at all. Um, nope, or topless. So women. yes, Zach was kind enough to send us uh, thank a copy. You, thank you, Zach. Of uh, Spunk's Not Dead, so uh, definitely excited to check that out. And uh, we have like another somebody else sent us a movie too. Yes. We, uh, get to experience as well. So we have a couple like uh listener kind of ish uh submissions from uh creator, filmmakers. Creator driven. Creator driven. Yeah. For the next couple episodes. So yeah, next week on the podcast, Spunk's not dead. I don't believe it's actually out available anywhere yet. Oh, the per- I do. Pre-release. Um, I saw. I think Zach mentioned something about it coming to Amazon or things like that in the future. Cool. But it is not quite out yet, so we get the uh, the inside scoop on this one. So yeah, we'll check that out. We'll let you know uh, what we think if it's anything like Zach's last film. I'm sure we'll, we will yeah. have some good things to say. About I it. hope it rules because. But but it's not just Zach. So it's, it's well everybody. It's, uh, six, my six I mean other, my uh, in, my why uh, well, I say my integrity forces me to be honest. So we'll see what happens. This, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. So uh, come back next week for more of the best of the worst. No more. It's the best of the worst. Be movie breakdown.